Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. Your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's mini episode, we would be remiss if we did not take the time to actually talk about the Barbie movie and the total mayhem that it has created in my feed. Mm-hmm. And so um, just to, to start us off, I'm really excited to talk about this because actually in San Diego this weekend, um, it was Comic-Con Ooh. and I live right in Gaslamp. And so it was, I was in the midst of all of the madness that comes with Comic-Con. It was actually uh, a really fun weekend to to be a people watcher as I am in in our area, but there was Barbie everywhere. Also, one of the restaurants, one of the local restaurants had a life-size Barbie box, I guess, mm-hmm. where you like walk in and take pictures like you are a Barbie, um, which was a huge hit. People were like in line to take their picture in the Barbie box. And it was just taking over my feed and kind of taking over the city and, and part of the people in Comic-Con, Barbie core was definitely there. Mm -hmm. So I thought we would talk about that today, Kat. I love that you brought this up. And I'm caveating for all of our listeners right now that Candice and I have yet to see the movie. So we are speaking to the Barbie phenomenon through the lens of, of branding experts, of marketing experts. And it too has also taken over my feed. There are people who are not or that I would not have thought were Barbie fans that are participating in those memes saying like, I'm this kind of Barbie, I'm that kind of Barbie. And actually, as I am saying this now, it's bringing to mind, do you remember that trend that took over social? I want to say it was maybe a year, year and a half ago, where it was like the Little Miss, I'm Little Miss this, I'm Little Miss that. Yeah. It's it's coming yeah. to mind the, vir- the virality of that campaign with Barbie, right? And so Having not seen the movie, and the only thing we know about it is really the synopsis, Barbie and Ken are going about their lives in Barbie land, and then all of a sudden, they get kicked out and have to deal with the real world. That is all we know, which by the way, that's a really cool premise anyway, because anytime you're like just going about your life, and then just something drops into your life that completely changes your schema, your perception, the rules that were, you're like, damn, what do I do now? Like that even is just intriguing to me from a storytelling perspective. And so one of my first thoughts that I had were obviously like through the lens of branding, looking at the two stars of the film. Right. So Margot Robbie is an actress that I am a huge fan of since her role as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. And of all of the characters in Suicide Squad, I did like Jared Leto's performance of the Joker, but Harley Quinn was the standout. And so much so that she got her own film where she was like, the Joker dumped me. Now what? And then she's like, now what? Now I'm going to fucking live my life. And I love that. (laughs) So like, for me, that's a part of Margot Robbie's brand. And then Ryan Gosling, right, who is just like a heartthrob, like perfect Ken (laughs) portrayal. But he's also very mysterious in that he and Eva Mendes and their daughters, they're not very much in the public eye. He doesn't like play like Mm -hmm. that. So for him to make this choice to be a part of a movie that is just like picture perfect in the public eye, belonging to everyone, right? Because Barbie was like super accessible growing up. I think it was an interesting choice. And then also watching Eva Mendes share on her social media 
supporting her husband, which I'm sure she supports him. She just never publicly does so, but she did so for the first time in a long time. I think it just added to this craze around Barbie. So it's been really fascinating to watch it like from the sidelines. And I don't know, Candace, like your thoughts, like it's been taking over your feed, also Comic-Con in San Diego. It's been wild. Oh yeah. Right? So much. It's been a wild weekend. So many different things that I'm thinking about. Like I like to be able to pinpoint like what are they doing that's different? Mm -hmm. And just from looking at my feed, like the first thing I'm thinking about is the color takeover. Mm. It's the Barbie pink color is so iconic. It's such a statement. And being so immersed in that color really does, it screams Barbie at you. And so you can't not think about Mm -hmm. it. And when we talk about branding, one of the things that we often talk about is the look and feel of your brand and it has to match. Mm -hmm. And that is everywhere. You can't deny it. You immediately know it when you see Mm -hmm. it. That's a huge part of it. I think another part of it is brand partnerships. So people really getting excited to partner with the Barbie movie, which I was just, I pulled up an article because you know me. And there's an article in Variety that says, Inside Barbie's Pink Publicity Machine, How Warner Brothers Pulled Off the Marketing Campaign of the Year. And in there, it talks a little bit about how a brand that you don't imagine would want to partner with this did, like Crocs, for example. Mm -hmm. Like you can get Barbie Crocs now, like limited edition. Oh my. Those are out. And then also it says progressive insurance flow from a progressive insurance. We all know and love flow. We do love flow. (laughs) Right? Like they also have like a campaign going with Barbie as well. And so just like a lot of cool partnerships that are coming together to really share each other's audiences Mm -hmm. to share also love for Barbie. And when I think about the love for Barbie, I just think about myself as a little girl. Like, of course, I wanted to have certain Barbies and I played with Barbies. Absolutely. And I think one of the great things about this brand is that it has allowed itself to evolve with time based on the culture and what we think is acceptable. And Barbie obviously has gotten a lot of criticism as well in the past for, you know, the sizes of each Barbie, Mm -hmm. right? That kind of thing. The skin tones of Barbies, you know, the hair texture, like all the things, right? But I think that now Barbie really is listening Mm -hmm. and understanding the culture and and at least trying to make sure that it is more reflective of all of the different people who want to be a part of the Barbie culture and family and community, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, representation matters. I I remember that that's still a takeaway that sits very close to my heart when I was in Japan abroad and there was nobody there that looked like me. And for once, I was in the minority for quite some time. And it was a very Mm -hmm. humbling, interesting Mm -hmm. experience. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, got it. What I also think, too, is that it in it showcasing that they're listening to their audience and they're adapting with the times, they're not remaining tone deaf, is just calling back to the story itself. They pull Barbie and Ken out of Barbie land and throw them in the real world. People don't want Barbie-esque. They want real. And so I think Mm -hmm. Barbie's been able to maintain what we have loved about the brand for decades because it is a much older brand than most people realize, I think. And even though I didn't play with like Barbies growing up, I still remember like my cousins having them, my friends having them. And then just all the stories we would make up in our head about what we could do and what we could be when we wanted to grow up. Right. I mean, I definitely like had the Barbie mansion. You did. Like I I had. Now we're working toward a real mansion, right? 
Right. Oh, absolutely. Done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I just feel like a real mansion is just like so big and a lot of maintenance, but like, you know, something really cool. Definitely. That's true. Our version of a mansion, right? Our version of a mansion. Exactly. Yes. Um, but do you know that the there's like an actual definition? I think it's like 7,000 or 8,000 square feet. I think that's what Oh, that's exhausted. Maybe I should just call it like our oasis. <laughs> like whatever our oasis or our sanctuary is in real estate and just yes. wanting all the things, that's our mansion. But speaking about that, mm-hmm. actually there's Airbnbs popping up everywhere. That's right. That have like literally changed themselves to look like Barbie dream house, the Barbie dream house, yeah. you know? And they're apparently everywhere. I saw one on this Variety um, article about one popping up in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And they are just, you know, killing it because people are having, you know, their bachelorette parties in Barbie Mansion, which is like literally a dream for some people. Mm -hmm. Not my dream, but very fantastic that (laughs) when was the last time you saw a pop culture phenomenon influence Airbnb short-term rental property trends like that in and of itself speaks to its power. And so the other thing too, that I was seeing, and I don't know if you saw this in the variety article or you guys, well, now we're, now we're recording on video and you can see this because I think Candace is Googling other articles as I'm talking right now, which I love, I am, which I love. <laughs> so there's this other phenomenon too. The fact that Barbie came out on the same day as the Christopher Nolan biopic Oppenheimer and talk about two more contrasting parallel stories but there's this thing of like it's like barbenheimer or or they're like putting it together saying that's exactly what i was gonna say yep on tiktok it's like a whole thing right now what's trending is called barbenheimer Barbenheimer. there we go you see one and then you see the other which we know this in marketing and branding people love contrast right they're like oh their Mm -hmm. brain's like oh my gosh there's this and then this and then they draw parallels so it's like i think that that's even adding to the marketing frenzy for sure. There's also like the people who hate it who are actually playing into it. So for example, like there's uh, this guy who posted a picture of a pink sunset and he's like hashtag Barbie. Like because like everything that's pink is Barbie uh-huh. and he's kind of making fun of it. But in reality, you're that's just like continuing marketing. to push the narrative. You're Yeah, free marketing and you're still talking about yeah. it. So stuff like that is happening as well, which I think is really funny Mm -hmm. and really smart. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Barbie yet, we, having not seen it yet ourselves, do recommend just from the marketing and branding perspective, check it out. I'll probably see it next week. I don't know. What about you, Kenneth? Yeah, it's on my agenda to see it next week. And if you lived here, we would be absolutely seeing it Oh my gosh. I know. We need to keep manifesting that. San Diego property, once you get your property there too. So- All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this mini episode of Not Nice Clever. If there is a pop culture or branding or marketing phenomenon you'd love to hear our spin on, feel free to shoot us a DM on Instagram at Not Nice Clever, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question, we'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off, you're not so nice, but also clever besties that mean business. See you next week.